Welcome to the Verschel Sports Podcast. I'm here with Florida State defensive end Rick Leonard and my boy from College Park, oh, Albert yeah. Mathias. Rick? Hey! What's good? What's good? What's up? How you doing today? What? Time is up. My time is now. It's John Cena's theme song. Oh, yeah. Are you suggesting that that be the theme song of my show, or is it already taken? Oh, uh, you know, I don't know. I thought the intro was pretty live. You think so? Yeah, I bro. Remember. You talked before the show. You said you had an idea for a theme song for a show. You want to present it to us on air? Absolutely. You know, I think that's what you're missing. So, okay, without further ado, I'd like to introduce the new Rochelle Sports theme song. Uh, potential. <laughs> All right, Ricky, draw me a beat. Yo. Draw me a beat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rick, I wanted to talk to you about um, how you spend your days down in Tallahassee. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Rick is a sophomore at Florida State playing defensive end. Uh, six, seven, three hundred pounds, I believe. Is that right? No. I'm like 350. Yeah? Yeah, I'm getting close to 400. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I weigh about 272. Yeah, we know Ricky's cornbread from, you know, Middletown, America. Rick, Woo! I need to ask something. Not in a racist way. How many white people on the Florida State D-line? D-line? Zero. Zero? You're not including yourself? Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the only one. <laughs> you're the only one. You ever feel out of place down there? You feel like you're not as good a dancer as everyone else? No, I'm a great dancer. <laughs> Rick, I'd like to talk to you about some things I heard, actually. So a report coming out of Tallahassee from about a week ago reports that you've recently adopted the nickname... Twinkle toes. Thoughts? The sources can't confirm. Uh, I've never heard it before. So it is not your testimony that you're now being called Twinkle Toes in the locker room? <laughs> okay, anyways, Rick, um, I want to know what your practice schedule is like. You got classes in the mornings and practice in the afternoon, or two practices a day, classes in the middle? Yeah, so I pretty much do the same thing every single day. Okay. I mean, we lift on Tuesdays and Thursdays. What time? And uh, you got to make it to one of the groups, 7, 9, 11, and 1. Um, How do you decide what you lift? Do you do arms and chest like Monday or Tuesdays and lower body Thursdays? Yeah, we usually squat in the beginning of the week, Tuesdays. And then on but, Thursdays, so, you just the upper body? Yeah, we usually bench them. But so it starts off, I got class every day at 9. Um, on Tuesday and Thursdays, I'll usually lift at 7. Sometimes I got meetings at uh, 5.30, but that's not that often. Um, class at 9, what is up class? Good. 5.30. Are uh, they position meetings, team meetings? Uh, well, you going honestly, to they're usually, usually punishment. For, um, our coach, whenever uh, someone on our position group, Misses like a tutoring or a class, we have to we get wake up at five thirty. Oh man, it's kind of shitty. Oh, so oh, it usually it happens almost once a week. So what are you doing those meetings? Well, they're not even really meetings. We just sit, we do iron cross. Oh okay. Um, Rick, did you do any uh conditioning, running, or any anything like that? We're just um, practice. 
just in pra I'm just in practice. We usually um practice. We got two fifteen minutes. What time our meeting is every day? And um, we are uh, on Mondays and Thursdays. We're out in the field at four o'clock. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, we're out in the field about three fifteen. Mondays and Thursdays, we're in helmets and shoulder pads. Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, we're full pads. And um, so yeah, that's usually it. And then fr walk through Fridays. How long do you usually go for? Uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are full pads, and they're always really hard. There are thirteen periods. Usually, um, let's see, we're out in the field at three thirty. Usually done by six. And then what? You go and get dinner? Yeah, and then I usually go eat and go do homework because that's the only time I got to do homework. So where are you eating at these days? You go to the dining hall? Yeah, so we got like an athlete-only dining hall in hey. the stadium. That's pretty good. What kind of food is it? Just like a buffet? Yeah, it's buffet style. Like, you got people serving you, but uh, I mean, it's yeah. usually a chicken or vegetable. Huh? Just like a regular, you know, dining hall, not like a takeout place or anything like that. Yeah, but I mean, it's way nicer than the ones on campus. So tell me, Rick, on your padded practices day, you're fully padded Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever. What's your normal dinner Tuesdays. like? Tell me what your uh, tell me what you usually eat for dinner. A lot, a little, healthy meat, vegetables. Yeah, no, I try to eat healthy. I do eat healthy. Um, I mean, it's usually a lot. I mean, I like to eat it. And I need to eat a lot, but uh, on Mondays after we win, we have honey fried chicken, steak, and crab legs. Ooh, that's what we eat tomorrow. So what? Go Robert? Oh, I said um, <clears throat> crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been having them before that happened with Jameis. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jameis actually doing really, really well in the NFL, especially for a rookie quarterback. Uh, yeah, he's really, really good. Yeah, he just uh, scored a last-second TD today to put them over the um, Dallas Cowboys. Now lost seven straight. Uh, before we move on to regular football or at pro football, I want to get back to the Florida State stuff. So, Rick, after, when you go to these dining halls after your practices, uh, you usually eat a lot or a little. You pay more or less than a thousand calories for dinner. Because I know football players got you a lot. Oh man. Um, a thousand calories? See, I'm not. I never count calories. But what? Would you say you pig out and get a, like three hamburgers, or you just go and get like a small salad? No. I mean, you got a salad bar. I usually have a salad with every uh, with lunch and dinner. I usually make a salad and have chicken, green beans, like potatoes. It just depends <laughs> what they got. So you're just eating real. You're eating good food. You're not eating out down there. Are people, yeah, it's not bad. It's not like just cheeseburgers every day. It's not people, like what's that? Are people telling you to go to these dining halls, or you can pretty much get whatever you want? What'd you say? Are people telling you what to eat when you go to these dining halls, or you pretty much just get whatever you want? No, we have. I mean, we got nutritionists. We have a full. We have a two full-time nutritionists and a bunch of other like super hot nutritionists hey. that like work. Still go to go to school here and intern. Um, no, they, we don't really, we're not like told what to eat. I mean, if you're overweight a lot, then like your coach will always yell at you. If you're underweight, then they make you eat a lot. Are you one of those guys that carry around a gallon of water with you when you walk through campus? No, I'm not that douchebag. Yeah. I don't <laughs> need to do that. I drink a lot of water, though. How much water do you think? How many cups of water per day? 
more or less than the daily recommended eight glasses. Yeah, I probably drink about. Oh man, I practice. I probably I, I practice. I drink a lot of water, so <laughs> that probably skews it a lot. So in the day that you wake up at five thirty for uh, punishment, you go to the seven a.m. lifting. You got class until two, and then practice until six. You get dinner, do your homework, and then you're home by what time? Like eight o'clock. Yeah, usually. So I'm usually if I leave the house at five thirty for punishment. The days we got punishment, I don't come home till I don't get done after I shower after practice about seven o'clock. I usually go eat. I usually get home by eight thirty. And then what do, you do, what do you do from eight thirty to the time you go to bed? What's your main activity doing leisure? Lay in my bed. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then we'll do it all over again. What was that? What? What'd you say? Uh, I said you like to browse the internet, or you more of a Netflix kind of guy. You know, I've really been watching Netflix lately. Um, I kind of just play on my phone. That's Are you playing any good games recently? I just relaxed. I watch football a lot. That's cool. Um, so Rick, I want to talk to you real quick about what you do in your practices. Uh, as much detail as you can give me. Give me an example of one of the 13 dates that you said. All right, so um, Tuesdays, Wednesdays are full padded practices, longer practices, the 13 periods. Monday and Thursday, shell practice, the nine periods. So, and by periods, I mean that's just like it goes in segments. Like there's a clock up, and you show what period, how much time is left in it. Everything's scripted. I mean, obviously, every sure. play, every formation, everything's all scripted. Start. I mean, we start off. With, we have a walkthrough, a special teams walkthrough, defensive, offensive walkthrough, flex, which is when we stretch, and then we hop into uh, practice. It start always starts with special teams, and then it goes into uh, three to four periods of indie, individual, one-on-one, like just position-specific stuff with your coach, and then we break in. Uh, defense breaks to uh, our tempo drill, which is when we kind of get our conditioning in, which is. We, if you watch us play, we run to the ball like crazy. We call, we call it breaking out the stack. We take a lot of pride in it. Um, and then we go to run fit, and then a team period, and the, all against scouts, and then break, and then a uh, team period, and then get some good on good, which is ones versus the ones, and twos versus the twos. Pass rush, break, special teams. This is, we're about like 10 right now. Period ten, and then we've got um, uh, another team period, and then more good on good at the very end. And then on Thursdays we end with two or two minute drill. Does it ever get repetitive, kind of doing the same thing every week? I mean, I know you change the game plan up for different teams, but do you ever feel like you know you're just going around one circle? Um, yeah, not more, not so much like football specific, but like life. I mean, just waking up in class. Uh, Class, tutoring, eating, practice, everything. I mean, yeah, it's bad. That's life. Then you get home and you only got a couple hours before you got to go to bed. Yeah, because you're tired. But, I mean, that's life. Um, okay, well, thanks for talking about that, Ricky. Uh, I, hope, I really hope Golden State makes it into the uh, top four for the playoffs. Uh, Doubtful. I I know it's not looking good. Uh, Rick, I don't know if you can comment on this, but what do you think of the uh, 
What do you think of the quarterback situation you got going on now? Um, I think they're both great quarterbacks. Who do you think is a – who would you rather hang out with, knowing that neither of them will ever watch this podcast? I mean, I'm good friends with Sean. Yeah? Yeah, I chill with him a lot. Does Sean pack lips, yes or no? No. Okay. I wanted to ask one quick thing before you left. I was watching the game uh, against Clemson, um, and the crowd noise, you could hear the crowd noise through the TV. Um, and your roommate, Alex, uh, had a critical delay game penalty, didn't snap the ball in time. How big is the impact does the crowd noise play when you're in game? So what happened with Everly was, um, I mean, yeah, crowd noise definitely makes a kind of big impact. But why Everly didn't uh, snap the ball was because uh, so he was he went came up to the line, pointed out the mics, uh, got the signal from Sean. When when he looked up, they changed the front, so he had to point out the mics again. And he he didn't have the awareness, and he didn't know that the clock was at like two and was about to. So he started pointing out the mic again, and the time expired. So. But, I mean, yeah, the noise definitely plays a big factor. And you, I mean, Does it disrupt how you get your calls in? What? Does it disrupt how you get your the coaches communicate the calls to the defense and the offense? No. And when we're on away games, the defense, when we're out there at defense, it's quiet because they don't make noise for their offense. Mm-hmm. When we're home is when it's really loud. But, yeah. no, everything's done off of hand signals, so oh. it, you don't need to hear anything. So compared to high school when we had – like eight defensive hand signals. If you could put a number on about how many signals for the entire defense, what's it about? Uh, so you got signals for the front, the rush, and the and coverage. Who gives signals? The position coaches? Oh uh, no, our defensive coordinator calls it. So like, like over six bump, like there's. So they the defensive coordinator signals the entire defense. What? The defensive coordinator signals the entire defense. Yeah, so you look over and you just get the signal from the guy you get from the sideline, and the linebacker will echo it. He'll give whether it's a tight call, a close call, a star call. Like he'll set the front. Linebacker's supposed to set the front and set the pressure too if it's a pressure. So like tight left, sting left. Um, it, it all depends. I remember back in high school, the defensive play sheet uh, week by week was just a one-sided paper back and forth. How many pages long is your defensive playbook ever take? So we get like we get a, we we and we put so in our meetings we do installs every week. Well, our, our playbook's probably about well we we have we have lots. I mean that's it's thick. Um, but I mean every week we put an install on Monday and we install stuff every day. It's just what we're using that week going into the game. And it usually consists of about like six or seven blitzes of. Like six or seven pressures. I mean, but we got all this stuff. Oh, there's there's a shit ton of stuff. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I had. Albert, do you have anything you want to add to uh, ask Ricky about Florida State? Um, yeah, I have a quick question. Would you say that the locker room right now is that of a winning culture? Is what? That of a winning culture. Oh yeah, of course. Definitely, always is. I mean, we take a lot of pride in winning, and we do it a lot here. You think the coaches are responsible for instilling that atmosphere? Or you think it's more so on the players? Uh, it's the way that we practice, and it's the way we care ourselves. No one practices like we do. 
Us and Alabama are two teams in the country that practice this way. Yeah. NFL scouts say it all the time when they come. They they say it's a, uh, one said it was a breath of fresh air seeing football being played like this and practiced like this. Well, and you see when you watch NFL games, every other player that they talk about, the Florida State, the Patriots game early earlier, Cameron Fleming and Brian Stork on the same line, both Sentinels. Yep. I want to ask same with you, Alabama. So who's the toughest offensive lineman that you've played against, that you've gotten reps against on Florida State, like in practice? Oh, so who's your best offensive lineman? Uh, in this year or last year? Or last year? It's different last year. Last year would probably be... Last year, Florida State's offensive line was incredible. Uh, yeah. This year is still pretty good. But... Yeah, we're, we're just really young. So, go ahead. Sorry. Um, last year it would probably be Trey Jackson or uh, Cam Irving. Probably Trey. Cam Irving went in the first round. Uh, yep. He actually had a pretty bad game against Pittsburgh today, but uh, one game, one a couple plays doesn't define a player. Who is the coolest person that's came back to to visit you guys? That's in the NFL now. Last week you had we were hanging out with Ronald Darby. I know a few weeks ago you were with Eddie Goldman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, they all come back, bro. They love to come back. I mean, Jameis, whether Jameis Wilder, uh, Devontae Freeman. Devontae uh, Freeman is balling out this year. Yeah, man, he's good, bro. He's really good. They all come back, dude. I mean, every store, I mean, lots of them, when we get these bye weeks, they like, they come back. Carlos, Carlos is balling Carlos out. Carlos is balling out also. Telvin Smith is leading, most leading tackler ever since he started in week seven last year. Sure. Yeah, Pro Bowl for sure. I, so I actually yeah, want to ask. So I know um, Jameis was a big motivational speaker on the sideline. Yeah. Would you say that without him, there's a lack of a vocal presence, or do you think someone else has stepped up in that position? No. Yeah. I mean, Jameis is a good leader. I mean, he liked to talk. Uh, I mean, but there's a lot of people on our team. Okay. All right, well, I think you should not give really funny pregame speeches. Rick, thanks a lot for talking about Florida State with us. Um, I know I'm sure this is – we told us this is all you do every day. I'm sure it's not that fun to talk about. All right, so let's get to some more interesting topics. DraftKings uh, was uh, recently banned by the Attorney General of New York. Um, yeah, no, I know. So, Rick is not allowed to participate in any fantasy sports of any kind, but uh, this actually is kind of a big deal in the sports and the political world. Uh, right As of now, sports gambling is illegal. What do you think about uh, daily fantasy being made illegal at the state level? See, I don't really understand why it's illegal or... The players are mad because they're getting money. Off, people are making money off them without paying them. What the hell do you think I do every day? Yeah. The hell? And what do you think you paid? That's the biggest bullshit I've ever heard in my life. The issue is that... That's the most messed up thing in the world. What? The athletes don't get paid? The NCAA. Yeah, well, you don't got to tell us. We're all on your side for that. It doesn't make any sense to anybody except the money from the people at the top. Uh, yep. It is really sad that 
Northwestern's attempt to unionize uh, this past offseason didn't, for some dumb reason, didn't work out. They expect you, they're like, they shouldn't get paid because they're student athletes, but you also have your, you know, you just told us that your day is totally consumed by football. You don't have time for anything else. It's amazing that you're even getting your schoolwork done and stuff, you know. Uh, it's a full-time job, in my opinion. Uh, you are probably working, probably working about 40 hours a week. Easy. So what would be an acceptable wage for you, Ricky, to get paid? Okay, so I don't think you should get paid on your likeliness. Like, I don't I don't think Jameis should have made more money than I made because we're not professionals. We're, co we're, we're college athletes. Agreed. But I do still I do think that we should get a stipend every month instead of having to live off two hundred dollars a month like how it was last that's how it was last year and like putting in all this work and that you're talking about. Uh should a player at Florida State get the same stipend as a player at Kansas? Um, I think that um yeah, no, I know that these are these are questions and concerns that come up when we talk about it. I think it should it um I think it should it, it should be even it should be fair like it should be the same amount from everywhere, but that'd be hard to do. Well, I don't you know. Yeah, it should be it should be because it's not like the school. It shouldn't be based on how much your money the school pulls in because it's. All the money your school pulls in goes into your conference, anyways. See, that's yeah. where I kind of. Oh, well, that's interesting. But I was gonna say that I uh, partially disagree because uh, what they, in my opinion, what they should do is take a percentage of the revenue that the football team gives to the school and distribute it among the players. Uh, that way, the players get paid. The school makes more money. Um, they also have more motivation to do good, more reward to choose the better schools. You know. Yeah, yeah I and it would give me, uh, like like if my if my tire blew out, how would I replace my tire if I didn't have money? Like just even like everyday things, and we're actually we actually are starting to get paid a little bit every semester. Like they just passed it. It's called a cost of living check, and it goes towards like everyday things that you need and like to have money because like you can't work. And Albert, what do you think? Semester. So I think going back to what, what? you said earlier, um, should. Should a player get paid differently depending on which program he's in? I think it makes sense. Obviously, a player who plays at Alabama is going to have a little more scrutiny, more day-to-day -day than somebody who plays at University of Massachusetts. You know, and that kind of depends on the conference. But at the same time, I think that's kind of a conflict of interest, you know, because different schools could bring in different players just based on how they'd be paid. And then they can, it becomes cyclical yeah. and school become a powerhouse, you know. I feel like that's why they don't pay the kids in the first place. But what's different now about paying the kids versus playing for a – kids are still going to the good schools because they're good regardless if they're getting paid or not. Right. They're but, Yeah. Um, I really think that it's a – I believe that you should be paid, but I don't think you should be paid differently depending on your school. What about position? Do you think quarterbacks in this hypothetical situation, quarterbacks would get paid the same uh, percentage as punters? I think at, at, a college, at college? In college? At a college football level. At a college football yeah. level. Players be treated as players or position? Financially. Yes. You shouldn't get paid on your likeliness. You shouldn't make more or make less. What you do or who you are, you should just type in that so you can save money to when you 
are done with college, you don't come out with zero dollars in your bank account because you've never been able to work for four or five years. And a lot of players play football. A lot of players don't have money when they come out of high school or go to the or when they come out of college or go to the NFL. Uh, and they don't make it to the NFL, they move back to the hood. So what's so what is the teams in the conferences doing with all this money anyway? You know? They spend it on shit. Like when we won the Orange Bowl, we built five million dollar indoor facility. When we won the national championship, we redid the locker room and are putting in like a two million dollar game, like giant game theater room, like everything you can name upstairs. What do you think about um, the prizes that you get from the bowl games? I mean, I read that some bowl games give away watches and TVs and things. Yeah, see, like they give us money and bowl gifts, and I think that's kind of stuff too to keep us quiet about not getting paid. A hundred percent agree. A hundred percent, dude. They give us, they give us. Like, we got how much will we get? We got about a thousand bucks last year. We went out to Cali, and you get a bowl gift. And it's like, I don't no, know. I, I totally agree. Um, Florida State really. Been playing lights out these last couple of years. They lost to Georgia Tech once here, but I don't think it's going to derail your season. Uh, I hope you have the best of luck, you and your team, for the rest of the season. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about some things that happened this week that uh, uh, don't we don't see very often. First thing, Ronda Rousey, uh, formerly undefeated Baton Wade Women's UFC Championship, got, quote, knocked the fuck out. Uh, by Holly Holt, whatever that girl's name is. Albert, you're big into U- Albert, you're big into UFC. Analyze this fight for me. I personally, I love to see it, man. I think Ronda Rousey was named the uh, MMA's pound for pound best fighter for nothing. You know, I really think the sport of women's fighting hasn't evolved yet to with the point where there's a lot of competitors. I'm really happy to see someone who can give her a run for her money and so this will stop being a joke. People were talking about uh, Ronda Rousey being maybe the best female athlete in the planet after like six fights. She won female athlete a year, I think. Uh, Ricky, what do you think of Rousey getting her face kicked in? Um, I mean, I got a lot of respect for Ronda Rousey and how she does things. How and she's good looking. Dominate her sport. But um, that just goes to show that we didn't really know about um, um, Holly Holm that much. I mean, but she was what a 19-time boxing champion. I guess a pretty legitimate. Oh, oh, yeah. So you can look at this two ways. Ronda Rousey, before Ronda Rousey, nobody cared about a UFC fight. Nobody was talking about it. So she did uh, do a lot for the sport, but also he's like the UFC version of Hope Solo. She just got arrested the other day for her domestic dispute. Um, she's the Ray Rice of the UFC. Agree or disagree? How was she the Ray Rice? She didn't. She doesn't hit any. She hasn't Agreed. done anything. No, yes, she did. She just got arrested. Her boy. Who she, did? she got domestic assault with her boyfriend. She fucked him up. Who? Ronda Rousey. Ronda? She's got a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it ain't Cardale Jones neither. You ever? Do you ever heard what she said about sex? Yeah, no. she said she has sex. What? No, she. Uh, so she was asked the question. Um. So they were like, so Ronda, so uh, a lot of male athletes uh, withstand from having sex prior to fights because they say it takes away from like their testosterone or whatever, and uh, so they won't have it as much like up to like three or four months before uh, fights. And she was like, no, it's the other way around for me. Like I like to have sex um, before fights a lot. Yeah, that's true. She said that. 
for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I always thought she was a lesbian. Uh, I thought she was in the same category as the great softball players and all that. Yeah, I don't know. Ray so, Lewis recently dropped his new rap album. Uh, Ricky, are you planning on listening to it? Oh, I didn't even know he dropped when he started rapping. When he started rapping, probably shortly at, between the time that he retired and after he murdered somebody. Um, he probably started rapping since day one. He always been rapping. You think so? Yeah, I talked to him. I speak to Albert, artist to artist, uh, do you respect Ray Lewis's hustle or not? I think it's hot, dude. I look at him like the second coming of DMX. Hey, well, DMX didn't play in the NFL. Uh, to our knowledge. Oh. Uh, other celebrities in the news, David Hasselhoff uh, officially and legally changes his name to David Hoff. Your thoughts? Well, I think that takes the hassle out of a lot of things for sure. Wow. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Uh, I say don't rock the boat. People are always going to remember David Hasselhoff now as the guy that was in SpongeBob, and David Hoff is going to be this new guy. When he introduced himself at bars and stuff, people are going to be like, who the hell are you? I think that's why he's doing it, man. <laughs> you don't want people to recognize him? I think it's a last-ditch effort to get away from all that is fame and fortune, you know? Uh, let's move on to some... I want to give a big welcome back to Wes Welker and his return to the NFL. Wes Welker, uh, known as the short receiver with the giant helmet, suffered five or six concussions throughout his career. Uh, Rick, as a football player yourself, do you think it's a dumb move by Wes Welker to return to the NFL? Concussions are scary things, man. Um, you kind of just got to know yourself. Um if he feels like he can play and he got more to give to this to the game and yeah, I mean smart move, but definitely uh you don't want to risk your health. And plus they wouldn't let him play if he was risking his health, so Albert? Um first and foremost, I think it's important that you keep him away from Lamarcus Joyner on the practice field. <laughs> How do you know about that? How do you know about that? About what? Well, Marcus Joyner ending someone's career on practice. <laughs> Is that what you were referencing? Uh, let's say I got some inside connections to the program. Okay. Was that read that online? Into the conversation, Albert. Huh? I mean, uh, Albert, did you read that online? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also because so he recently got signed with the Rams. Wes Walker did. I don't know if you mentioned that, Austin. But LaMarcus Joyner is also a Ram who is uh Yeah, I know that. Yeah, we all know that. Anyway. What the article say? Uh, he kills people, essentially. Wes Walker will die this year on the football field. Okay. <laughs> Dude, why? <laughs> okay, anyways. Okay, uh, back to the real information. Uh, Wes Walker, if he's had all these brain injuries in his career, there's a good chance he'll get serious brain injuries down the road. If he's going to come back and sacrifice his health, I can't believe he's going on the Rams. He should at least uh, sign with a contender. I, I don't really understand this move. I think it's dumb, to be honest. But like you said, Ricky, um, if he wasn't cleared to play, he wouldn't be allowed to play. Yeah. Um, what, what year is Ross Walker in? Over his 10th. I can look it up. He's a junior. 
Oh, sweet. So you can go to prom? Mm-hmm. Wes Welker, 34 years old, his 12th season in the NFL. Oh, hmm. Still, no, man. He must love the, he loves the game, bro. It's not the money. He's got the money. He's probably signed three, four contracts already. Another thing, the Rams only throw the ball like 16, 17 times a game. Um, Nick Foles hasn't thrown really seven straight games. I don't know what the deal is. I don't understand the move at all. I don't understand how he's even going to be. How the Rams can roll out 34-year-old West Walker is beyond me. Uh, okay, so before I let you go, I want to get some quick hitters in. Uh, just some random stuff going on. Celtics center Kelly Linick uh, was recorded recently eating a Chipotle burrito in four bites. Rick, how many bites, if you tried your hardest, would it take you to eat a full-size burrito? Man, Chipotle burrito? Um, four sounds about right. Four. Albert? Uh, three. I have a huge mouth. <laughs> okay, Gary Bryce came out uh, and tweeted that he, along he and almost every other receiver in his era, laced their gloves with stick them. Uh, is that a competitive advantage or cheating, Albert? Uh, well, both. Uh, I believe the definition of cheating would be to gain the competitive advantage. I think it was uh, brought to light in the the Deflategate scandal. But I think it was kind of brave of him, honestly, amongst certain teams, not calling anybody out specifically, but who were kind of outed for wrongdoing and who didn't really come clean about it. I think that it was kind of a it was a nod to doing the right thing and coming clean about when you cheat. Ricky, you never you you never need to stick him to catch the football. What do you think about this? Um, no, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's cheating if everyone's doing it. I mean, that's kind of how it did back then. Uh. Okay, uh, last point, uh, Shia LaBeouf, one of our favorite actors of all time. I remember the days when we used to have uh, watch his old movies, watch Holes on repeat for nights on. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, volume on full blast. Shia LaBeouf is hosting a three-day viewing party of all his movies, watching in a new theater in reverse chronological order. People can tune into a live stream of him watching the movie. <laughs> what do you make of this, Albert? Um, well, let's just say I haven't left my room for a couple days. <laughs> Ricky? <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show, you guys. I had a good time talking to you. Rick, thanks a lot. I hope you come, I hope you come on again. Albert, I'm waiting for you to make up that theme song for the show. Uh, I, I think listening. I got something. Can I lay it down? All right. Let me hear it. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. All right, that's all the time we have, guys. Thanks for tuning in.